salutations and shit folks welcome 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 to another episode of your favorite travel podcast travel and shit where i your host d carry have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life and this long promised episode um is going to be about essence fest but first I would like to say, um, it's my birthday week. It's my birthday month. I am personally requesting as my gift that y'all run this shit up. Listen to travel and shit while you washing uh, your ass. Listen to travel and shit while you washing your dishes. Listen to travel and shit while you washing your car. Whatever you got going on in the background, just play the, just play the shit. Play it. Run the numbers up. Um, I would love to know also what your favorite episodes are. However long you've been listening to the podcast, whether it's been for a long time or a short time, whatever the time, I appreciate your time. And I would love if you guys could show me some love during August, my favorite month. Um, it's also a sad month because summer's ending, womp. Um, love the hot weather. And uh, let's keep it hot over here. I would greatly appreciate that birthday love. Um, speaking of love, love to the... Um, sponsor for the show, Bedside Glow. I absolutely love Bedside Glow candles. They smell wild good, whether they're burning or not. Hella fan. I always smell them when I pass by the office in the apartment um, and they smell spectacular when they are burning. Um, TNS20 is the code for you guys to get 20% off your order. So please show our sponsors some love. Um, they are officially the sponsor of the um, listener question segment of episodes. This is another episode that will not have a listener question, but I did get some really good questions from you guys last week, and I can't wait to answer one in particular because that was actually, I'll get to it next time I, um, when I have that segment. But the sponsor for that segment is Bedside Glow, and I would love if you guys could show um Nadia, over there, some love, and you've got a uh, handy dandel, handy dandel, handy. That's what it's gonna be, not handy dandy, but handy dandel. Y'all got a handy dandel uh, discount code TNS twenty to be used on your orders. So would love to see those two things. Show our sponsor some love and show me some love. That's August for you. So jumping into the episode. Essence Fest. This was my first Essence Fest. I was wild excited to go because for years I have wanted to go. Um, I have, I guess I'll save the critiques for after. Um, first of all, it was a minute ago, so don't know if y'all recall, but this has been a wild summer in terms of flights. There have been so many delays, interruptions, cancellations. We have consistently been seeing in the headlines. There's a lot of shit going on. Um, plenty of different reasons for there to be issues. But um, sadly, this last round, um, July was not, uh, not even the end of June. That's a... I guess, I don't want to say mid-June. I'd say late June to like late July. Basura. Trash for uh, for flying. We ended up getting our flight canceled, unfortunately, um, to Essence. We were supposed to leave on Tuesday. And hi, Ma. 
you did tell me on Monday when we went by to uh, drop off the dog, my little baby Binksy. Uh, when we went to drop the dog off, my mom was telling me, keep an eye on your flight. They're canceling flights left and right. Mind you, this was like middle of the day on Monday. I was saying, we're good. We're not leaving until tomorrow morning. No big deal. Well, um, yeah, Monday night, we got the update that the flight had been canceled. So jumped on the phone with Delta. They were very, Delta's that girl. But I will say about all of this, whenever anything has gone wrong on Delta, whether it's their fault or not, I have been blessed with points. So shout out to y'all creeping up. I'm thinking Delta might be my favorite airline now. Um, We'll give it a few more flights and we'll confirm at a later date. But they gave us each like 20,000 miles over the flight being canceled. I'll take it. We ended up driving. Shout out to boyfriend. When I tell y'all, my partner is the most incredible. We drove all the way down to New Orleans. It took us 25 hours. Now, granted, the trip is give or take 20 21 and change hours. Um, but that's without stopping. We're not humanly capable of that. I, if you all don't already know, am a passenger princess. I don't do much driving when it comes to these road trips. Um, my incredible man does majority of it, but on a trip like this, I knew I definitely was going to have to tap in. Did not mind at all. I, um, don't like driving, but I'm actually a great driver. If you ask me, I think I'm the better of the drivers, but obviously I'm biased. Um, we stopped a few times, but honestly, I was low-key terrified to stop, um, especially in the South. Sundown towns are still real things. I, not just I, but we've had questionable stops through the past couple of road trips we've had. We had one really uncomfortable one. I don't even remember what state it was, but between the police stopping us for really no reason, and then when we pulled off to get gas and to use the bathroom, like which was right after the police stopped, I that was actually probably why he let us go because I said I really have to use the bathroom and he was really just trying to get me to the bathroom. Um, so yeah, that stop, the top, the stop, we actually got a ticket, not this trip, but a past stop, we'd actually gotten a ticket and we weren't speeding at all. That was upstate wild experience. Wasn't a fan. This stop that I was just referencing, I think he may have been doing like 78, in um a 60 and they give you like a 15 mile window so you were technically going 18 miles over the guy was cool um because i gave the whole i really have to use the bathroom we're so sorry we really just wanted to get off at this exit and he was like i get it go ahead be easy y'all be safe but it still felt you can read the energy. The energy was there. Got off and was getting like real wild um, looks from one of the gas station attendants, like stairs, um, dead stairs, wild, creepy, y'all. Uh, after that, I 
didn't need any other experiences to remind me, hi, black woman, not everybody likes you, (laughs) pretty or not, not everybody fucks with you. So I was very apprehensive about this trip, especially because I know, I knew we would need to stop at night at some point. Um, So we did our best to avoid having to stop, but of course it happened a few times. I will say that oddly enough, I had two really good stops. One of them being we pulled over really late at night. might've been like, not really late. This time I want to say it was like 10 or 11 o'clock and an older uh, white woman pulled up to the gas station. It was one of those gas stations that wasn't the big rest stop areas, but it was like a gas station uh, in like a small old town or, you know, one of those side of the, not side of the highways, but you get off and you drive about half a mile to a mile away from the exit to finally get to the gas station. So it was one of those, not one of the stops that is like immediately off of the highway that you can see the Wendy's, the Chick-fil-A, the, um, the Wawa's and the, you know, not one of those. This was one of those high gases at this exit, make a left. It's a mile and a half down. So that's the setting, right? Set the tone. So we pull over to this uh, station and I got to go. And unfortunately the woman had closed. And when I say she had like just closed, she had just closed. I guess she was counting out her register and she had come to the door and was saying, I'm sorry, we're closed. And I'm like, all right, no biggie. I've worked retail before. I totally get when you want to go home, you want to go home. So I don't never give anybody smoke when they're closed. Oh, I just need one. No, totally understand. Thanks for actually giving us the time of day and letting us know what was going on instead of just ignoring us as if we're not human beings here in front of you. So she let us know. And I was just like, well, what about this uh, station across the road? Will they let us go there? Do you think like, do they have a bathroom? And she was just like, honey, don't go there. Come inside. So she unlocked the doors and was just like, come on in, go ahead to the bathroom. Like just compassion, empathy, caring about other people. I was so grateful. She was a little angel on the road. Um, offered boyfriend, do you need to come on in? Come on guys. Just come on, come on, come to the bathroom. You guys need anything? Come on in. Immediately jumped into like mom mode, auntie mode. She really did do her best to take good care of us. I just had to use the bathroom. And when I tell you that bathroom was clean, you would have thought I was at this woman's house. Clean, smelled nice, little um, table with like a little plants and shit. They weren't real plants, but still a mood was set. And I appreciate things of the nature. Um, So thank you to that random woman on the road. I truly, truly appreciated her. There was another really cool stop. I want to say it wasn't far from West Virginia, which I have no desire to go to West Virginia um, at all. And we stopped at a Waffle House. It was maybe two, three o'clock in the morning again for the bathroom. So we stop and I went first, boyfriend goes next. We're waiting. I'm waiting online to get coffee. There are three people. When we got there, there were a few more people there. Um, Two people had left and there were three people remaining. The young lady that was behind the uh, register or behind the counter, counter, two white guys giving real 
hard workers, manual, manual labor, um, just regular country folk, right? Um, I did not feel comfortable at all. It was giving, um, I don't know if you've got untold beef with me. I'm not sure what the fuck we're walking into. I don't know whose neighborhood we are in. This is another one of these gas station stops there. It's a fucking waffle house at two o'clock in the morning. And when I tell you that trio took their names down, they were, they were a joy. Um, Mountain Man Zach, Tony, and Amber. So Mountain Man Zach, that's the name he gave us. He said, yeah, my name is Zach. And then someone, I think it was the guy, random guy, Tony, who was there, uh, was just like something, something, something in your beard. And he was like, yeah, well, I started growing it in high school and got pretty sick. And they were really just started calling me Mountain Man, kind of just stuck. Mountain Man Zach. And that's who I've been since. Cool. Really did have a really kick-ass long beard. And the guy, Tony, shout out to Tony. He's got an a woodworking business. I think it's called, well, not even think. I wrote it down. Sawdust and Splinters. You can find him on Facebook. He actually makes some really beautiful pieces. And when I tell you, Zach had seen, I had my fanny pack across. Fanny pack's on sale on the uh, website, travelshippodcast.com. Go to the shop tab. Have at it. Um, run that up for my birthday, too. Buy you a little something. Appreciate y'all. Um, Zach had seen the fanny pack and he was saying, I'm sorry, but what is, what does that say? All I see is shit and I'm intrigued. And I was just like, Oh, I have a travel podcast called travel and shit. And so Tony turned around. He was like, you got a podcast. I do actually. And he was just like, you know, what's it about? Where can I find you? My man pulls out, doesn't know me, just hears me talking about it in, um, a random waffle house. So if for some reason, Tony, you find yourself listening to this podcast, Thank you for not being a weird, weird asshole. I really appreciated your kindness and your interest in the shit that it is that I do. And he immediately gave me um, his phone. He was like, put your shit in. How do I listen to it all the time? How do I like find it or whatever? And so we exchanged. Um, I gave him the link for that. He uh, showed me his work on Facebook for his woodwork business, Sawdust and Splinters. Yes. And um, they really hooked us up with pleasant energy. It was the nice little, uh, refresh that we needed to get back on the road. So mountain man, Zach, Tony and Amber, Amber, thanks for the coffee. She gave us, she was like, I don't get paid enough for this. And she just gave us a coffee tipped it really well. Thanks y'all had a great night. Went our separate ways. It was a nice refreshing experience. Um, especially when you embark on your journey, a little, um, apprehensive and worried about your safety for there to be reassuring and kind people along the way is a really, really incredible gentle surprise. So I definitely appreciated that little um, nuance of the trip. We ended up stopping. When I tell y'all the South has the best bathrooms, have I ever found a gross bathroom in the South? Yes. Have I ever found a clean bathroom in the North? Generally a no. So it's about 80-20, 80% being clean in the South, 20% being dirty, 80% being dirty in the North, 20% being clean in the, in the North. That kind of, that's been my personal experience. But when I tell you, I had not really given much thought to those rest areas that just have the bathrooms and then like 
the probably two, three dozen um, parking, I guess, spaces, like the rest stops that are right off of the highway. You don't have to drive anywhere to them. There are no, um, there's no food. There's no store. The most you're going to find is a vending machine in the structure that has the bathrooms. And I feel like those actually close. I think the bathrooms close at say like midnight or something, but those structures, the bathrooms actually close, but of course you can park. It's a parking spot. You can park there. Um, I'd never really stopped at any of those before. This was the first trip that we actually stopped at those. That's where we kind of pulled over just to kind of to sleep. Um, we did maybe like half an hour to an hour for the most part. Uh, we pulled off to kind of nab maybe twice, three times. Uh, boyfriend did most of the drive. I think total I did six hours, four hours here and there. It was don't want to say uneventful, but it was a pretty decent ride. The weather was only bad. That's why we ended up getting our flight canceled because there was a lot of really bad weather in the Northeast at that time. And I'd say by the time we got out of, or by the time we got midway through Virginia, the weather kind of cleared up or so. And it wasn't constant rain or anything, but we did have some pockets of really, really bad rain. Like it was bad rain um, pouring torrential, if you will, that was shit did not enjoy safely made it through. Very grateful. So that was the trip. And, um, yeah, we got there Wednesday about midday. I'd say we left around two o'clock on the Tuesday and then maybe got there 24 hours would be, um, yeah. Cause I feel like we got, yeah, about, about three o'clock, give or take. We did find a parking spot. Thankfully it was right on the block of the, um, building that we were staying in. We stayed at a Sonder property. I personally am a fan. This is our third Saunders stay. We did a Saunders in Cincinnati. We did a Saunders in Philly and now in New Orleans. This room in particular was giving very lived in. It felt like, um, it just felt like it was lived in. It wasn't giving the same energy as the first two. The first two were so fucking clean. They were way cleaner than this. And by clean, I mean, when I walked in, I immediately felt not immediately felt like, Oh, I got to clean all this, but it just felt like someone had, cause Saunders have the ability to be long-term or short-term you can stay. And th- where we were was a mixed property. It wasn't, um, just looking at some of the people that were there, you could tell we're actual residents. We saw a couple of doormats down in front of some of the doors the hallway smelled like stale cigarettes on the first floor, um, giving very residential, which is fine. I don't mind staying in a residential place. I absolutely, um, I actually prefer staying someplace residential, but, um, the beauty about Sonder is that it's supposed to be like that middle ground, right? Like it's supposed to be, yes, you're more than welcome to stay here for a month, six months, depending on whatever it is. You may be coming in for work. You, you know, 
short-term leasing, I guess, if you will. Um, and then you can also do one night. You can do a hundred nights, whatever your bag is, whatever your needs are. The room that we stayed in was nice. Don't get me wrong. It was a nice room. It was actually a two bedroom apartment, uh, because my best friend met us out there and, um, Hey Del. And it was, it was nice aesthetically, but went through that bitch Clorox as many surfaces as I fucking could. Anything that we would all touch light switches, doorknobs, uh, the fucking refrigerator handles, um, the faucet handles, the toilet, um, handle the toilet seat. Um, it just gave that someone has stayed here for a very long time. They cleaned it. And a lot of like the, um, some of the things were just very worn in the apartment. So wasn't my favorite Sonder, but I can't say that I wouldn't necessarily recommend the platform still. This was one experience out of the three that we've had. I would absolutely book with them again. I have not had any negative experiences booking with Sonder. It is one of the preferred apps that I would like to book that I do like to book with outside of Airbnb. So I'll say that about it. Would recommend Sonder. This room in particular just wasn't giving the the wow that I enjoy getting, especially when I'm staying someplace for a fucking week. We were there from, it was supposed to be Tuesday to Sunday. And, um, in this case we were there, uh, Wednesday to Sunday. Um, so got in Wednesday midday, thankfully found parking. The neighborhood we were in was kind of like a warehouse district. We were walking distance to the convention center. I'd say it was about eight minute walk. And could we have walked to the Superdome? Yes, but it would have been maybe like a 30 minute walk minimum. And it was hot as fuck. We were in Louisiana in June, late June at that. So every fucking day was like 90 something degrees and the humidity is insane. So walking was the least desirable activity during the day. We did, however, walk to um, the convention center on some days, but I'll, that starts on Thursday. So I'll get to Thursday, um, in a second Wednesday. Uh, what was I up to? Okay. So Wednesday, it was like a short day that we were, you know, we didn't have a full day. So what we ended up doing was just going to get some food. We went to a seafood boil spot. The name is really not that important because it's not exactly someplace that I would recommend food. Wasn't bad, but it also wasn't anything exciting. Sadly, and when I tell y'all I've eaten well in New Orleans, baby, I've had some of the best uh, little ditties that I would ditty in New Orleans. And this trip, absolutely disappointed. I've been to New Orleans maybe six times before. I was very disappointed. I haven't been in years. I'd say the last time I went to New Orleans may have been 2009. 2000 and... 10 maybe give or take around then. Um, actually, no, 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 no. Actually maybe 2013 may have been the last time. I don't know, but before 2015 easily before 2014 was the last time I'd been out there. I used to eat so well whenever I would be there. And unfortunately the food absolutely disappointed this trip. Nothing was bad, 
but nothing was great. There was nothing remarkable to, you know, write home to. We got some great cocktails. We did get good food, but it wasn't, I eat very well. That it, It's a blessing to share that with y'all. Um, and I wish I had better to report about the food of New Orleans, but this time around, it just wasn't giving what I was hoping for. Um, but we stopped at a seafood place. Service was great. Service everywhere was fantastic. That I do appreciate. Um, but the food was not, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't wowie, wowie, wow. And I love having a wowie, wowie, wow experience to share with y'all and restaurant to recommend. Um, there's one, maybe two that I would, but we'll get there. So that was Wednesday. And then we ended up walking back. It wasn't necessarily a, um, eventful day. We were fucking tired. We'd spent 25 hours driving. So we ate, came back, went the fuck to sleep. Thursday, we get up, slept, didn't sleep in because I actually booked a tour for us to go to the Whitney Plantation. Now, what I will say about that is I did not know until maybe the day before or the day of, but unfortunately, where the plantation is located is not necessarily serviced by ride-sharing apps. So you can take an Uber or a Lyft there, but they can't guarantee that you'll actually be able to make it back. So what I would suggest is finding, if you do decide to go, which I highly recommend, Whitney Plantation actually focuses their narrative on the enslaved population that live there. This isn't a plantation kind of gone with the wind, look at the pretty trees and the beautiful big house and reminisce over the antebellum self south not the story story there is all about the enslaved people who were forced to live their lives um at that location it is absolutely something that i would recommend before i dive into that experience what i would say is either have a car company or schedule an uber or a lyft if you will to pick you back up or drive yourself rent a car Turns out that it worked out for us because initially I was planning to just take an Uber. I was going to take an Uber there. And then they actually sent an email like the day before confirming the trip, yada, 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 excuse me, confirming the visit, the uh, reservations. And that's when I found out that they don't, you're not necessarily going to get an Uber for the way back, but we had the car since we had to drive up. So that ended up working out perfectly. Um, our tour guide's name was Ashton. He was a very, very knowledgeable young man and knowledgeable to the extent that we could tell that he hadn't necessarily just gotten the Cliff Notes version of historical happenings and occurrences just to do the tour. He was giving Nobby, I'm working on my doctorate. I'm actually defending a dissertation in six months on African-American history with a, uh, what's the word? Not highlight or presentation, but with a focus on um, Louisiana plantations. He was so, so, so knowledgeable. Any questions that we had or anybody else on the tour had, he had very well-rounded answers. 
And that is something that I always appreciate is not just like a yes, no, maybe so black and white kind of answer, but an answer with nuance, an answer where you are able to tell a story or uh, communicate a um, understanding through your answer that I always appreciate. So Ashton, thank you very much. It was an incredible tour, all sad, terrible information. And what's wild about it is it's not like these are things that you don't know. We know the atrocities of slavery, those of us with sense, right? Um, But one of the things that stood out to me that I still cannot get out of my mind is that um, there were only five pounds of provisions given for every adult. And if you were a mother, your five pounds of provisions was to include your children. Um, unfortunately, enslaved women often were forced into motherhood as early as possible, right? So you could be 20 with five, six kids. That entire five pounds, and it's five pounds collectively. And that's what my question was. When he was saying that there were five pounds revisions for like corn, um, let's just say rice, corn, and a protein, just because I don't remember what the exact things were. But he mentioned it m- more than once, like, and it just, it just for some reason wasn't sitting right with me, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I asked, oh, okay, this is what's bothering me. So is it like? five pounds of each provision or is it five pounds total? No, it's five pounds total. So a human being who worked all day, manual labor, physical exertion, was only allotted five pounds because apparently there was a book, pamphlet, something some piece of information disseminated where the professionals, because of course this was the industry at the time. So the professionals suggested that that was all that was needed. It's kind of like when you um, order an ebook, how to be a blogger. And most of them will say SEO is important. So because the blogs say SEO is important, that's what everybody goes with. Right? So it's, it's that same, that same vein, that same energy. So because of that, a lot of these mothers had to decide whether or not you start the clock on lowering your child's life expectancy by having them work the fields so that now they get their own five pound provisions as opposed to having to share the five pounds that were supposed to be allotted to you the mother, the human, the individual that you now have to share with your children because the children don't work. And that broke my heart. It still breaks my heart that your options are your kids starve or your kids work. So for me, that was the roughest piece of information to internalize. But, um, for as good as a tour about horrific occurrences can be, it was a very, very good tour. Um, 
I'd never been on a plantation before, at least not to my knowledge or that I can remember. Um, they keep the grounds beautifully. They are immaculate. Um, and another thing I didn't know is that the big house was all for fucking show. It's maybe like 20 feet deep by maybe, I'd say one, two, maybe think of like an average, I don't even know, I can't even say, think of an average size room. We're all in different sized rooms. Maybe, let's just say... I got nothing. I can't even think of it. They're a lot smaller than you would fucking expect. And the thing is, they were made to be grandiose in terms of width. Um, Imagine you're going down. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm trying to use my hand here. Okay, here we go. I have a great example. Okay, this little keyboard from my iPad. Imagine this being uh, the the big house, if you will. This width... And then all of a sudden you get inside and you realize this width is about as deep as it goes, right? So you see all of this from from the street. This is what you see. Woo, wow, huge. It's all for show. My God, these people have so much money. Look at all this house. And you get inside and like this length is as far back as it goes. So the outside is this wide, but then the inside is like that wide. So they're very shallow homes. They're not um, as grandiose as you would think, but a lot of the um, the shit owners, if you will, um, the one in particular where we were at the uh, Whitney Plantation, he was saying that for for shits and gigs, just to show off you're just to flex. What they decided to do was do a faux painting of some type of finishing on the outside of the home so that from a distance it looked, let's just say like a Venetian finish. Let's just say that's the, um, the name of the, um, facade that you put on the house. They would hire a French artist. They'd spend $5,000. Let's just say $5,000 then is $5 million. Now you spend $5 million to have an artist fly over to your home and paint by hand what you can naturally do. You could just buy the fucking limestone and put it on your house. But because of the... the need to flex, it's just like, so you're going to spend three times as much just because you can when you get the same effect by just using the natural resources. And it's not even like the painting lasted longer than the natural resources. So it was just like, oh, y'all niggas is just evil. Y'all just, it, it was really, really a visit. That is that was one of the standout experiences that I can say that I have had in terms of uh, visiting places of historical importance. Um, So I would absolutely, absolutely highly recommend visiting uh, the Whitney plantation. They also have a really fantastic gift shop that has a lot, like a like a lot of books, a lot of, um, housewares, goods, and the such. And one thing that I would suggest in terms of like when you're buying souvenirs and things, remind yourself of the things that you need in the crib. 
right? Instead of buying tchotchkes and random mugs and I've got a million mugs and a million magnets and a billion fucking t-shirts. So instead of buying those things that are just things that I end up accumulating, I'm trying to be a little more conscious. Don't get me wrong. The kid is still buying mugs, magnets, and t-shirts. However, I'm trying to just like, unless I'm in love with one of the three, I'm not going to waste my money on it, right? I've got a million of, of the things and they just are the things. But for items that I actually need in the house, we needed new oven mitts. And sure enough, they were selling these beautifully crafted oven mitts. And they were, I don't want to say artisanal, but they were made by an artist. So it wasn't like they were just um, your standard run-of-the-mill factory made oven mitts from the dollar store. We ended up picking up, well, I chose a really beautiful um, set of mitts that are they're not like mud cloth, but they are a beautiful, beautiful fabric and really nice quality. And it's a souvenir from a trip that we're actually going to use. It's like the bathrobe. I put my dad a silk ass bathrobe. Then I'm about to ask for that shit back. My dad, if you're listening to it too, dig that out. I know you don't wear it. You absolutely don't. I want it back. Love you. Um, for my birthday, find that robe that I got you like seven years ago. And I know you've never bought, you've never worn it, but anyway, Silk robe. You're going to wear a robe in the house. Buy yourself a robe from one of the trips that you're going on. A silk robe from Thailand. You can spend $100 on that. Or you can spend $100 worth of t-shirts that you'll probably wear for two years. And then forget that you have. And then end up just sleeping in them five years from then. So mental note. If you're looking for things to buy. Consider the things that you already need in the house. House slippers. Kitchen things. um, Bathroom things whether or not you need um, a new, your kid needs a backpack for school, consider buying a backpack and making it a backpack that they're able to, you know, use for more than one year if you're going to drop extra money on a backpack. like a, And by drop extra money on a backpack, I mean, no, I wouldn't necessarily spend $50 on a backpack for a 10-year-old damn, they might actually just cost that now, right? I don't even know what y'all are spending on backpacks. But I feel like $50 on a Jansport when I was in school was like wild, right? But let's just assume that they're around the same price. I don't know. Sorry if they're not, guys. Not exactly um, something I have to budget for, but RIP to y'all budgets if you do. But let's just say it's $50 for a backpack that you would not spend for a 10-year-old. But if it's a backpack that you know, oh shit, this is really nice. We had a great time at this trip. I would love for you to have a speaking point on um, an experience that you've had in another country, another state, or another area. And this is more of a reason for you to wear the same backpack for maybe two years and not just one year. So things like that, things that you know you're going to use and not necessarily just buy and throw in your refrigerator or throw in your uh, shirt drawer or closet. So Look into things that you're actually going to use, maybe things around the house um, that'll have more purpose for you. Um, that was the Whitney Plantation. After that, we ended up going to eat at Coop's Place. Coop's Place happens to be boyfriend's favorite restaurant. Um, I think I won't say we have different palettes because he does all the cooking. Um, I liked the food but I like his food better it again food was good service was great um 
it uh I, then also i only went the one time i didn't eat everything on the menu but um it was good i just wasn't uh head over heels but it is boyfriend's favorite restaurant so if y'all have been listening to the podcast in the past and y'all know that my man has never let me down in terms of some place to eat i would trust his opinion on this so um coop's place is also very well known it's one of those places that you google black owned restaurants in new orleans it's going to pop up um so i absolutely would tell you to stop by he loves the shit best friend loved everything i ended up getting i want to say the like the platter like the mixed platter where if you're not sure what you want you try a couple different things the duck quesadilla i think it was now that shit was good that was good i'm just not a sauce girl so there was a sauce that the quesadilla sat in and there was a piece of the quesadilla that didn't have the sauce and i liked that much better than the section that did have the sauce so i preferred it without the sauce but it served that way um and when you don't know no better you don't know to order differently so that was my only qualm about not that that's what kept me from loving everything the chicken was good but i feel like i fry good chicken you know um so there's that um i'm not gonna lie to y'all after we ate we ended up walking around the french quarter because we were there uh we went to it wasn't even a long walk we just walked up the block to what is that andrew square uh or is it andrew jackson square jackson square excuse me we walked to jackson square and by then i was about to die it was so hot and i could not hang it just was too much for me so bestie had picked up beignets which to me funnel cake what's the difference um and we headed the fuck out we went to the crib. I went to sleep. And uh, my homie that lives out there, hey, Angie, uh, that's why I've been to New Orleans so many times because I used to go see her. I went to Mardi Gras. I think I did maybe like three or four Mardi Gras with her. And then um, I ended up dating somebody that lived out there. And so I would go out there to see him a couple of times. So um, I would always see her when I went out there. So it was so good to see her again. I hadn't seen her in so long. So that felt great. Um and that was Wednesday. Thursday, we ended up... Oh, excuse me. That was Thursday. My bad. Uh, Friday, we got up midday. We hit Gus's fried chicken. Gus's chicken, Gus's fried chicken. Um, again, food was good. Um, but, you know, not... It's not Leverunga. Like, I've... <laughs> I'm comparing, know that when I tell y'all something is like bees fucking knees and it's like you have to go, know that I mean that. I'm not just saying, oh my God, the food was so good when it was mediocre. When I say it was very fucking good, it's like, oh wow, I can't make this. Oh wow, damn, my man that makes everything perfectly may or may not be able to do this. I feel like everything we ate, my man could do and better. And that's generally my gauge. Is that fair? I'm not even trying to be like <laughs> braggadocious, 
but it's that's my gauge and i just wanted to be clear about what the gauge is so when i say something is good food is good it's just not my shit it's not wow i can't do this i can't get this anywhere else and this makes you special that's Leverunga. they are basically the prototype i probably compare everywhere to them but um oh and also what was the name of that place we went to in dc i can't remember right now but i think it was called the russell i think it was called the russell them motherfuckers was good too that was excellent 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 food both black on black owned restaurants um but yeah so where was this gus fried chicken food was good uh, then we ended up walking to the convention center. Now the convention center, amazing vendors. I ended up, um, I'm an easy sell. I just need really great customer service and shout out to weekend fetish who had the cutest little baby with her little makeup on. She did her, eye her eyeshadow and the little blush. And she stopped to, um, give me, what do you call it? Like one of the cards, like a flyer, just pretty little chocolate girl. She's like, you, you working here? You selling stuff? What 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 y'all got? What do you have any um suggestions? Like, does the makeup you know, just talk to the kids? And she was so sweet. So I'm gonna buy something. I don't wear makeup, but I'm absolutely buy from this baby. So she suggested this little lip gloss for me. And so I bought the lip gloss, dig the lip gloss, ended up buying patches. I want to say from Reform School is the name of the company. Love my patches. Got to put those on the duffel and some pins. We also got some from, for some friends. We also did um, Imani Cowrie. Damn, I should have worn the earrings for this episode, but I'll wear them for another one because when I tell y'all these are turning into my festival earrings, I wore them to Essence Fest because I'm not a heel girl. I'm absolutely going to be in sneakers. So I wore my white chucks. And when I tell you the earrings match, well, of course they match. The earrings were white. And they just made every outfit pop. So when I have to dress something up and I wear the chucks, I throw those earrings on. Baby, can't can't tell me I'm not like doing my thing. I actually wore them to a wedding over the weekend. Compliments on the earrings, compliments on the whole look. Baby, I'm showing up in sneakers. And these earrings just made it easy for me. So Imani Cowrie, shout out to y'all. They're really gorgeous 3D printed earrings. So you can have like really nice statement piece earrings without them being heavy and weighing on your ears. So definitely check them out. I would highly recommend them at all. I mean, at I would highly recommend them as well. So the convention center had the great vendors and the vendor area was probably where we spent the most of our time and actually enjoyed ourselves. Everywhere else was way too confusing for me. I would have personally preferred, now mind you, we had to download the Essence Fest app, whatever it was called. We had to download this fucking app so that we can get access to the venues. If you're making me download an app, all of your information should be in that app. There's no reason why you've got this platform for me to go for information and all the information I could think of looking for isn't there. Now I've been doing this for 20 something years. I don't understand why I can't go into this app and see a list of all your vendors. Why can I not sit? Why can't I see a map of where everything is? Why is there no itinerary as to who is speaking on what stage, what they're speaking about and where that stage is? 
I shouldn't have to look for these things. It's all pretty when you get there. Beautiful colors, lights and the music, you know, it's beautiful, 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 like hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of just gorgeous black people, really fly outfits. You see people from all over the place. Like it is such an exciting and exhilarating energy to be in, but navigating it left so much to be desired. That's one thing that I really wish that they can improve upon because I'm sure that there were so many people that poured so much into the, the into their displays, into their offerings, and into their presentations that just got missed. There's just so much going on that I would have liked to know, oh my gosh, uh, VP Kamala Harris was actually speaking. It was supposed to be in one spot. So we got to that one spot. Mind you, we found out about it by accident from a notification. And I'm like, oh shit, the VP is speaking. Let's go check this out. We go to where she's supposed to be. She ain't there. No signs, nothing, nothing there to say that it's moved someplace else. We ended up asking someone's staff. She's like, baby, I don't really know. I'm so sorry. It is probably going to be um, here or try this place. So, so we ended up finding it was upstairs on the second floor someplace. Well, everybody was trying to pour up there at the same time. There were hundreds of us trying to get up there to see her. We ended up not being able to see that. We ended up not being able to see her. It was too much going on and we did not have, um, we didn't have the patience. I didn't have the patience. I'm not fighting, not fighting, but I'm not waiting through, you know, all of these people trying to see, and I don't even know what she's talking about. So it left so much to be desired. I did not enjoy, um, that aspect of it at all. Just the ambiguity, just all right, well, let's just walk around and see what's happening. Um, so that's one thing that I would absolutely want to change. There's actually a mall about half mile, quarter mile from the convention center. And I say that far only because you can walk a good portion through the convention center and then like cross the street. Then then there's like a big bridge connecting. It's a bit of a walk, but it's a very easy and doable walk, especially if you just stay your ass inside the convention center to get to the street that has, so it's basically you exit on the street that the mall is on the other side of. Um, so we ended up going to the mall for a little bit, picked up a couple of little bullshit things, um, hit up again. There's a cafe Dumont in that mall. So we picked up some, um, coffee and stuff there and you can actually see the Mississippi river. So that was nice to be able to sit in like a mini food court in the mall and to be able to look out at the river. That was nice. Um, and then we headed back to the room. I don't remember if we napped or not. Niggas is old, probably did. And we ended up going to the Superdome for Essence. Like I said, it was still really hot. Don't make sense to start your night, your night off sweaty and funky. So hopped in an Uber. Of course, the Uber prices was ticked up. Um, but drop this right in the front, navigate, figure out who's going where, who's doing what. We get inside, terms of seats. Highly recommend you sit that ass on the floor. I, um, over the course, it I'll, I can get into more detail in another episode. Don't want to give any spoilers about Beyonce, but what I will say is I am a floor seat girl and put me at the end. So we were only able to do Friday and Saturday. Sunday, we ended up not going to um, the Sunday shows because our flight out was supposed to be on Sunday. We ended up driving home on Sunday. Um, 
But another critique about uh, this freaking app that they had us do, no itinerary. We spent maybe two days Googling and searching through the apps and the website, trying to find um, set lists. What time is everybody going on? I'm not, I'm not built to stay someplace for no 12, well, not 12 hours, but from like six to 1am, 2am. I'm not that girl. I'm not, I'm not doing that. So for us showing up at a smooth eight, maybe nine for a nice three hour set, that's the sweet spot. And we learned that thankfully on Friday, we got there right when juvenile was on. So that was a joy. We did juvenile baby. I did not sit down for jagged edge. They did so fucking well. I did not realize how much of my life was scored by jagged edge. I, I didn't sit down. I danced and I sang and I got to say, they may have been like my favorite performance. I stan that Jagged Edge performance. They did the damn thing. And I, for one, am so pleased. So they were my favorite. And then um, also on Friday was Dougie Fresh, Big Daddy Kane, KRS-One, KRS-1 Slick Rick. It was really cool to see them. And then Janelle Monet. I just became a fan. Um, I wasn't anti Janelle Monae before. I just wasn't familiar with her music. I'd always heard like single here and there, but it's one thing to hear a single and then be aware of an artist. So you've got more context to such, uh, to, to the single, um, but loved her in, uh, what was it? Was it Knives Out or whatever that movie that she recently did was? I did not watch the Slave movie yet. We'll get there. But I ended up starting to listen to her most recent album when I heard she was going to be on the lineup. And after listening to this new album, I was like, where the fuck have I been? How have I not gotten into the good sis sooner? Disappointed in me. Um, I know plenty of people tried to say something. For some reason, it just wasn't clicking. It wasn't. But baby, I'm here. And I loved her set. Such a performer, incredible performance, divine, 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 loved Janelle Monet, And she opened for Miss Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill set was incredible. The aesthetics, the look, baby, we had a look. It was giving a uh, explosion of blue and she did great. Sounded amazing. Brought out Wyclef, did come out late. We ended up not leaving till almost two o'clock. Beautiful first night. Had a great fucking time. Our seats were actually on the floor, um, the middle of the side. So we weren't far furthest to the side. We were probably like the second section before you got to like the seats that were starting to um, to go up to the mezzanines, I guess you could say. And we had the end of the row. The end of the row is where you want to be. Another thing was Friday relatively empty for some reason. Friday had so many empty seats in that floor space. So for us, it was perfection. We got to stand and dance. We had space. We only had a couple people come in, like in passing, you know, people that are, that have floor seats, but then like want better floor seats. So they ended up sitting, um, 
like, you know, in those seats ahead of us for a little bit and then kept it pushing, you know, stuff like that. We weren't in the bad bitch seats, like on the, in the pit level, we were in that first section behind the bad bitch seats. We was baddie seats. We were in the baddie seats. Um, and then there was a section behind us. Um, and then you got to the part that was again, starting like section one and then section two. And I guess there's, I'm pretty sure this is three. Um, so Friday, maybe my favorite, not sure. Dion Cole was the host. Um, oh, and another perk about having the seats on the end, you don't got to cross over and nobody like, you don't have to, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me the whole way through to use the bathroom or whatever. And that's another thing that I got to mention, baby. The one thing they got right was the bathrooms. When I tell you they were the most high end, high end porta potties. They weren't even like, they were, it was like a trailer of bathrooms. I've only been in like a trailer bathroom once before. I forgot the venue, but this time they had attendants go in, wipe down and clean these toilets after each use. And there was an attendant for like every bathroom. So there was such fast turnover. So them seat, them lines to get into the bathroom were long, but they moved. I think the longest I may have waited for the bathroom was seven minutes. And that's all I'm only saying seven minutes because I'd say it was between five and 10 minutes. There were some times when there was no line. You just walked the right the fuck in the bathroom. Other times when there is a line, you're not staying that you're not standing there for like an obscene amount of time and missing, you know, people on the stage. The attendants were also very sweet and kind. The bathrooms were clean cleanest bathroom experience I'd had in a really long time, especially at a venue. Very, very impressed with the bathrooms. That's one thing that they got super right, like extra right. And I can't be happier about that. So the bathrooms were incredible. Dion Cole was the host of the first night. And I got to say, he did a great job. And I can point out that he did a great job because the second night, the hosts left so much to be desired. They were barely on stage. You can tell there were different nights, different producers for different nights because Friday was so, when I say we felt so entertained between sets, when things were going on, there was either um, Dion Cole um, or he introed somebody else or there was some kind of commercial or a little in-between session. We were consistently entertained. There were no dead moments. Saturday, not the case. I don't know what the fuck happened, but there were so many dead moments. And I'm talking about 10 minutes, like between sets, when they're setting up the stage or when they're waiting on a guest or whatever it is you're doing. Let me know that the shit ain't like, that there's not a problem. Put something on the screen. Speaking of the screens, for a good portion of it, the screens weren't working. There were some artists that had come out and the screens weren't on. They were just black. And we don't know what the hell is going on. At one moment, there's a picture, something happening, and then it's a black screen. I don't remember whose set it was, but there were some that it was just like, this is ridiculous. And I felt really bad for the people that were all the way in the back because, and further up, you can't see shit. Thankfully, we were able to still see the stage. We weren't up on the stage, but for the most part, we could still see the people on the stage. Could I make out fine details? No, but if I didn't want to watch the screen, I could watch the artist on the stage and still feel like I'm getting a show. So second night, 
um, Saturday, we ended up going for brunch at Two Sisters. Um, food was good. We'll say, though, mental notes, remind yourselves. Now, granted, we knew everything was going to be kind of busy and crowded. But by Saturday is when it really kicks up. There's a lot more people in town. So it was, I think we waited for like 45 minutes to an hour. But thankfully, where we waited was indoors versus waiting or walking around trying to find some place without a wait outdoors. So when we got there and we saw that there were maybe like 10 people in front of us, 15 people in front of us, it was like, y'all want to wait? And I was just like, I also just don't want to walk outside. So I'd rather wait here for 45 minutes as opposed to, um, you know, spending 30 minutes in 90 degrees looking for something to eat and then having another 10, 15 minutes wait. Either way, it's going to take us like an hour to get something to eat. So we might as well be in the AC. So waited. Food was good. We ended up actually talking to um, a mother and daughter that were at the table next to us. So it was really nice to get that intergenerational um, perspective. Um, The mom had been to Essence. I think, I don't know if she said she went every year, but she had gone to like quite a few and um, she was so fly. And it was really, it it was just really a nice little encounter. It was nice to sit and talk to them for a little bit. Um, So that was nice. Uh, then we ended up popping over to the convention center right quick because my cousin was actually, um, my cousin had come up, so I wanted to see her. So, hey, uh, Victoria, hey, Muds, um, saw her, shout out to Fina Well, my cousin was up with her and she had done like an incredibly beautiful dress. I think it was like a million dollars worth of bills. I don't know if they were hundred dollar bills or singles. Don't know. Shit was fucking gorgeous. But again, I feel like that could have been highlighted better. It could have been given more that and a host of other things that were going on should have gotten more attention or should have gotten more. Not attention, not prominence, but I should have known that that was there. I should not have been, oh shit, was this here yesterday? Will it be here tomorrow? Is this something that is going to move? Is it changing? What's going on? would have been freaking nice if the app had that information there and I forgot to mention the set list with the times with like who was coming on the stage for the concerts was on their Instagram page I don't live on Instagram I'm I'm there but I'm not there every day I'm not and I don't know why I didn't cross my mind to check there I guess because you have a website and an app that you are telling me is required for me to get in I have I have these portals why would this information not be there if you've got the piece of information if you've got the um, what do you call it if you've got the copy if you've got the um the photo for your instagram why is that not on your website what are we doing if i google it it should pop up i shouldn't have to go to your social media and that is wildly frustrating to me and i don't want to blame that on like a gen z thing but it's like, but I'm not Gen Z. I don't necessarily just go to social media to search things. I'm still going to Google. I'm still going to your fucking website. I don't know if that's a generational disconnect. I don't know if that's like a um, an age thing. Let me know if I'm stretching it. Let me know if I'm um, really wilding. But Google and your website, one and two. Those are the two places that I'm going to find something. If you ain't got them there, for the most part, that's where I'm going to stop. 
I hate that I have to now go to your social media to find information because I don't want to scroll through 3,000 pictures for you to just say, oh, that was in the caption. How would I fucking know? You see what I'm saying? Very frustrating. Very, very, very frustrating. Um, But I ended up running to the convention center. Same issues as before. Nothing was really, you know, there's no layout. There's no site map. There's no count, not calendar, but there's no like itinerary board or anything to check. And steadily getting notifications from this app. This app keeps notifying me about what's going on. So-and-so is here in this area. So all that information was coming through as notifications, but there was no notification home. There was no piece of the dashboard that I could go to to get all this information. Why am I, why am I paying attention to my phone for these updates and notifications when I should be engaging with the vendors that are there? Speaking to some of the vendors, obviously won't say who, and um, they were saying that they didn't even find out that they had gotten like a booth approved until a month before. A month before. We booked our tickets for Essence, I want to say back in February, because we knew that the pricing for the flights was going to be wild expensive if we waited. We knew that the hotels and Airbnbs was all going to be quite crazy expensive if we kept waiting. Also, you, you you want to make sure that you get the rest of your life in order. I got to make sure that I have, I don't got no kids, but childcare. How are you going to let a vendor know that a month before they're going to have to drag half of their store to another state? So that was one of the um, qualms of one of the um, the vendors that we were talking to is that it just did not feel organized. They didn't feel confident in doing, you know, if this process was going to be what it was, they was like, yeah, we're good. We don't have to come back again. So, um, and I heard it from more than just the one vendor that we had spoken to. And it's not like we asked what their experience was because we were considering vendoring, vending or anything like that. It just came up organically in conversation. Um, I'd seen a news piece that some of the vendors, I want to say more so the outdoor vendors also had a very similar um, gripe that they had to like walk a hundred feet from their their tables to kind of generate business. They had to go away from where they were stationed to bring people back into that general area. So overall there's, there just seemed to be a, excuse me, like a, a tone of what are we doing? And that was very, very disappointing. So very disappointing because I, and I guess this is another conversation to be had at another time, but like I was expecting so much, especially a platform, an established platform that has been doing this for decades. Y'all have been doing this. This was what, 25 years. I don't know if it was 25, it was 50 years of hip hop. I don't know if it's, I've been doing Essence Fest for over 20 years. So I was expecting a very well oiled um, ship. And in fairness, there are a lot of moving uh, parts, a lot. So to expect everything to be perfect, no. But it's like, it's essence and not, you know, um, a company that doesn't have multi-million dollar budgets. You feel me? I feel like somebody like, and you know, I feel like I can confidently say this. I feel like Avita. And Nomadness would have fucked this up right. Like they would have had it done so, 
it would have been a well-oiled machine. And I feel like all of the little pieces that I mentioned having gripes about would not have been my gripes with that organization. And I've done, in fairness, I've only done um, digital events with Nomadness. So it's apples and kale. Okay. The most is that they grow. And in this, they're black, not travel, but like they're really big black platforms that have events for very large black networks of people to come together. I feel like I was expecting so much more because this is Essence, as well as it also being 20 plus years of them doing this. So that's on me for having those types of expectations, but it is what it is. So um, hit the convention center real quick. Wasn't a really long stop. Went back to the uh, Airbnb and changed. We had Jermaine Dupree, Big Boy, Gucci. When I tell you, I did not realize my best friend was this much of a Gucci fan. I don't think this girl missed one word. His entire set, he was up there. Um, hey, Del. Lil John, T.I., Ludacris. It was like my young adult life. This was college through first apartment. Like this was 2003 to 2000 and say like 12, 2013. Like it was like that era for me was like all of the music I was partying to. This is the music that I was like, when I was still playing my music in my car, as loud as them little speakers would go, this is what was playing. Like this was that vibe. And so I appreciated that shit so much. It was a really, really, really nostalgic set. So that was really nice. But the real, the real juice Baby, the real juice was Miss Jill Scott and Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott. I mean, whew, huge Jill Scott fan. To see this woman perform live, I'm happy. I I am just so fortunate and blessed to have had this opportunity. Thank you, Miss Scott. Um, Jill Scott was sickening, and she opened up for the fucking Missy Misdemeanor Elliott. Okay. When I tell you not just was Missy phenomenal, but like her dancers and she always shows her dancers so much love. Her dancers killed it, killed it. The set design was incredible. The lighting, everything about Missy's performance was just like what you expect for Missy. And I feel like that's kind of what I was expecting. Like what Missy delivered was what I expected of Missy. I did not expect anything less than perfection. And I got that and more. Missy's set was in fucking credible. It was insane. And I absolutely loved it. Adored Missy. Still adore Missy. Always been a big Missy fan. Missy has been part of my life since I started listening to music and Baby, I hope you never go anywhere. God bless you with the work you do. If you ever find a tickle of a reason to listen to this, thank you for your contribution to my life. That was for Missy. Um, so yeah, that was great. Kid Capri came out and did a set. 
definitely happy as a New Yorker to say I've been to a live kick of preset. Boyfriend almost lost his shit. He from the Bronx, so he was definitely in his bag. Um, unfortunately, wasn't, you know, the hosts for that night weren't giving the same energy the host from the first night was given. Zion Cole rocked his shit. Um, I don't know what was going on in the background. Maybe something happened or it was a lot of moving parts going on. You expect there to be some things that go wrong, but I just feel like they weren't really on stage. I feel like when they were on stage, like the energy was a little bit dry, just left a lot to be, um, a lot to be desired. But, um, Saturday, Jill Scott and Missy, baby. Your girl was very, very fucking pleased. Um, Sunday, got up, went to grab some food. We went to the spot called Gree Gree. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but it wasn't too, too far from the warehouse district. Um, we were already packed up, so we drove ourselves around that way before we dropped Dell at the airport. Stopped by there. The food here was the best food. However, it was the best flavoring while also being way too salty, like way too salty to the extent where it was just like, okay, I had to stop eating it because it was like way, way too salty while still having like the flavors, really weird space. It just happened to work out that way. The cocktails though, dumb shits was on shout out to our, um, we sat at the bar, so I can't even say our waitress, but the bartender, she was such a dream. Such a sweetheart, mad chill, mad laid back. Um, she made fan-fucking-tastic drinks. Really appreciated her. So the drinks, great. I would absolutely, definitely, highly recommend running by there for some really good cocktails. And the food was good. I just don't know if the chef or whomever was back there was maybe a slip. No, couldn't have been. Did Del and I have the same food? We might've gotten the same thing. We both might've gotten the shrimp and grits. Actually, I don't think she, I don't think we got the same thing, but both of our plates were very, very salty. So that was very unfortunate. Otherwise, food was good. Um, drinks were better. Stopped there. Um, and then we made our way, made our way back home. The way back, we drove 15 hours and stopped in Virginia at my cousin's house. Brandy, thank you again. Love you, love you, love you down. Um, it was really nice to see my cousins um, and also to like take a break and to rest. That made for a much easier, obviously, route home because it's nice to know, all right, we only have six hours. When you were looking down the barrel at 25 hours, 22 hours to begin with, six hours is nothing. That's It feels like going to work and coming back in one shot. Um so that was the trip in a nutshell. I had my critiques. I had my, you know, little pieces about the trip that I did not enjoy or that I wish could have worked out a little bit differently, if you will. But overall, Essence was such an incredible, incredible experience. I absolutely will go again, but it would have to be basically for the... um for the right performers at this point. It's like, I've, I've gotten that off my chest. I've gotten the experience under my belt. Highly look forward to it again. 
And um, I can't think of who I would want to see, but maybe that'll be a really fun uh, episode in the future. I don't know. Like the um, a redo episode, like what trips would I redo with what changes? Maybe that'll be a fun little segment, but we'll see. So that's for this week. Finally got y'all the essence um view. Let me know if y'all went to essence. Did anybody go? I would love to know. I want to say I had so many homegirls, friends, like people I knew. Like if I posted on Facebook, oh, I'm gonna be there. Neek was there. Um, was Carly there? No. Uh Neek was there. Oh, um, Callie was there. Uh, who was the other person that I was trying to link with? There was one other person whose name I, is just really escaping me right now. But I know a bunch of y'all were there. We connected like on the socials, like we hit each other on the DM. And it's just really hard to, between service not being the greatest in the convention center, and then it just being hot as fuck and not really wanting to be outside. It can be a little uh, difficult to navigate the link up. But if you are more of an outdoor I want to be where you are, kind of mm -mm, gang gang fun. You're with the shits. I'm looking forward to the next time, but it's definitely going to have to be just, it's, it's the push is going to be for the music, but, um, that's it for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please let me know if you are at essence, I would love to hear what your experience was like. And if this was your first or return visit, I feel like that might matter. Like if you'd had a different experience prior and then experienced this, there may have been things that you're like, oh my God, X, Y, and Z got so much better. This is really going like they're, they're improving. Things are happening. I'm, I'm here. I don't know. This was my first. So I would love to hear your commentary on it. All right, guys, that's it. Hope you guys enjoyed. And don't forget the next episode is going to be about the Beyonce trip. Pew, pew, pew. All right, y'all. See you next week. Bye.